0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Advice for Life with Lynn. Today is a really exciting for me, uh, podcast because we don't usually talk about guys and today we're talking about guys. Um, men have feelings and emotions. What? Today's podcast is about just that. Men's feelings and emotions and the pressure men face to hide their feelings, even in this day and age, which is shocking and what can be done about it. So that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Well, But you already have anxiety, so that's one more thing to be anxious yeah, about. Yeah, it was
1: yeah. horrible. It was horrible. And again, as a man, I feel mm. harder to basically express it. Um, and I know there's so many guys that go through what I've gone through, possibly, and they don't talk about it, and they don't bring it up, and they're seen as weak or in their, they're in their heads about it, you know, and we don't know their upbringing. And I think the upbringing has so much to do with it, society, right. the stigma being tough holding your feelings in never expressing yourself and i see guys that i have as friends in relationships and they don't express themselves to their partners you have problems she has answers getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about this is advice
0: for life with lynn incredible to think about it you know here we are in 2022 talking about the challenge men face you know when identifying their feelings and being okay to express them uh when i gave birth to my kid 23 years ago my son boy i promised myself i was gonna raise him the way boys were supposed to be raised and the way they were not raised when i was growing up Or the way my dad was raised. I promised myself I'd allow him to express himself the way he wanted, any way he wanted, and I promised myself I would encourage him to talk about his feelings and make sure it was safe for him to do so. But the thing is, I'm a woman, so all boys usually model men or their father or who's ever in their life, and I really didn't know what I was doing, and you know, he's my first kid, so sorry, Nick. When he was little, my son was good at expressing what most men are good at expressing, and that's anger, right? Temper tantrums. When he was three, he pushed his baby sister's head against the glass um, pane of a French door, and he broke the glass. Thankfully, he didn't break her, but I was pretty mad. I was so upset, I reverted back to how I was raised, and I saw and how I saw boys raised, and I yelled at him, of course, and asked him why he did it. You know, he's three; he's not going to tell me. Well, this is how I feel. And, you know, I, I, you know, I yelled at him, put him in timeout and took away his toys. So, <laughs> so that wasn't really successful. Me and his father really never validated his frustration in that incident, uh, or really anytime or tried to ask him what he was feeling. So as he grew, I would ask him how he was feeling. Could you identify your emotions? And he would oblige sometimes, you know. But overall, it was challenging for him because, you know, his dad grew up in a house where he had to suck it up, buttercup. Boys don't cry. So listening to your mom and who's telling you to express yourself, you know, really didn't do the job. I think it had some effect, but I don't think a full effect. And so that is still true today, I think. Um, You know, we're on the verge, of, I think, of an emotional awakening for men, but it seems to be slow. I think the pressure men face... To only express anger or joy is really unfair, as the pressure women face to be beautiful and be nurturing. The fact is we all have feminine and masculine qualities, and that's what makes us a great human being. But how can we help men feel safe in identifying their feelings, to express them, and to allow them? Good questions. I have no idea, because I'm a woman. Our guest today is going to tell us how, hopefully. He's Danny Horowitz. Danny, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So you're you're a Miami guy. We, we talked about that right before mm-hmm. we started recording. And you're a real estate agent, a successful guy in Miami. But you're also a man. And you're a man who's gone through your own evolution in dealing with feelings. Um, so first of all, before we get into you, why do you think this is such a challenge for most men?
1: I think society puts a stigma or a specific... Opinion on men. It's like we're supposed to be tough all the time, strong providers, security. We're not allowed to be vulnerable. We're not allowed to express feelings, cry, um, really dig deep and and talk about how we feel because it's seen as a sign of weakness. Right. And I've always thought otherwise, you know, but it's when you're also around a lot of men uh, and and if the guys are, you know, these tough guys, it's like you don't definitely don't want to you know, kind of open up in that scenario because you don't feel comfortable. Um, I think it's a lot about feeling comfortable in the surrounding, whether it's with men or women, and then we're able to open up. But because of that perception of men that, you know, society has on us, we all kind of close off.
0: So tell us about your story and your evolution. How old are your mom and dad? My mom now is, my mom
1: is 69. My dad is 72. Okay.
0: So they, they raised you how they were raised Mm -hmm. in the 60s, 70s. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so you grew up in a household where it was like, I was just, just, Describing traditional, men don't cry, suck it up, mm-hmm. don't show your feelings. Mm-hmm.
1: So you were expected to be, quote, a man. I'm supposed to be a man. I'm supposed to be tough. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to always have it together mm-hmm. and uh, not wear my heart on my sleeve, right? And, and always have composure. That's mm-hmm. something I envied about my dad. I, I always saw my dad being very composed, never cried, never showed emotion. And you thought that was a good thing? I thought it was a normal thing. Oh, okay. Not so much good, but it was... But you said you envied yeah, I I envied it because I always felt like I wanted to be more expressive about how I felt mm-hmm. in a sense and I he always just he he always had it together. Like it always looked like his job and his life and the marriage and even though like I saw a lot of arguing and fighting in the house, it always still felt like he was the man. Like he was in control and you know nobody Quiet could Quiet be- arguing. Yes.
0: Which is I think worse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: more tense. So you're I'm interested in hearing your emotional evolution. What did you go through somewhat recently?
1: Um, I've gone through a lot in the last 10 years to be uh, exact. Um, I I had what I would kind of call anxiety like in my early 20s. -hmm. I think I always felt it. I think I felt it when I was younger, but I didn't really want to talk about it. I didn't want to tell specifically guys about it because then that same stigma of being seen as weak and you're not a man and you're not strong and you know this this thing that they put on you. So I kind of close off. Right? Um, I did talk about it with my parents a bit. They kind of don't understand, you know, how you feel. And I think that until somebody goes through something, Mm -hmm. they don't know what the other. These are the
0: composed parents. Yeah, of course they don't.
1: Well, my mom was always very depressed and uh-huh. had issues and always depended on a man she yeah. had that st- that's the era the, the yeah. 50s and 60s mm-hmm. where you're supposed to depend yeah. on a man like you don't work you raise the children you right. work you're home all the time you're cooking dinner you're right. cleaning like that's the standard um so, so it was Had anxiety i had anxiety i felt it i didn't know how to put it into words i didn't know what it meant um took me a long time to kind of understand what i was going through Mm-hmm would come and go. I didn't feel it as much. And then I think when I hit 30, I'm 39 now. When I hit 30, it hit me really hard. And it came out of nowhere. It anxiety. Was ang- severe anxiety. Headaches, uh, nausea. My stomach felt like it was a knots. I had brain fog. I couldn't focus. I couldn't. I, I would have a conversation with you. I'm looking at you and I don't understand what's coming out of your mouth. Hmm. I'm not listening to you. The whole day would feel like it, would, it was like a five-minute day. Every day. So I I was frustrated. I was angry. I didn't know how to talk to someone about it without sounding crazy, because also when you talk about emotions, if it doesn't sound like what everybody's expecting you to say, right, you sound like you're crazy, right. So I that scared me more than anything. And then I said, you know what? I have to find a solution for this. I, I I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. Very you know little things make me happy, and I started to lose that joy in life. Um, and it was it was really for me it was very very difficult to get through that um i started searching for doctors Mm -hmm. i started taking natural supplements i was like what can i take that can take this away and i would i would basically google my symptoms right like anybody else right hey so i have anxiety or, or, or i feel anxious or my fingers are going numb or things are happening what is it that i can do to kind of take this away so it was like natural herbs like chamomile and saint john's wort and uh teas cat i mean a lot of different natural things so i started doing all of those but they didn't work and i gave i give everything about a month you know to see if it'll happen so i would go to my doctor and i'm like hey you know i don't feel well these are my symptoms you know what's going on we would do blood work he said oh you're fine
0: but did the doctor ask you Well, what's the anxiety about i mean i know they're a
1: medical doctor but of course he never actually dug deep Hmm. enough to ask me what was going on isn't that interesting Okay, yeah.
0: so there you go, society not really helping men get to Not what's helping
1: under. me as a human being, and yes, as a man, of course, to kind of get to the root right. cause of my issues. Right. Now, are these issues that I might have had previously when I lived with my family, and there were those expectations set on me? Possibly, right? That's something that could have happened that we kind of put in the back burner. It's mm-hmm. in a, our subconscious mind. We don't really talk about it as much.
0: Um, but So, me- after, sorry,
1: sorry, Danny. Right, ahead, after the supplements supplements and doctors, didn't work. he said, you know what? I want you to go to a therapist because you have generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. So that was helpful. So, yeah. So I go to the therapist. I sit down. He's like, you have anxiety. And I'm like, okay, great. So mm-hmm. what do I do about it? He's like, well, you're going to journal your thoughts and you're mm-hmm. going to write down, you know, every night, like things that are going on with you. And maybe that could be a way for you to heal. Mm-hmm. But I physically couldn't function. I felt like I couldn't function. Mm-hmm. And that was the most uncomfortable part. Like on a day-to-day basis, like, yes, I would go to work, but I was basically a robot. I was a zombie. I'm programmed to work, to speak. It's in the, the subconscious mind, and I just went with it. You weren't happy. I was miserable uh. inside, and I wouldn't say it to so many people. I wouldn't talk about it as much, but I some people did know about it, and they also don't know how to help you. Right. So I think the biggest thing, even as a man or a woman, is that when you talk about what you're going through... It's how can somebody else make you feel better about it or guide you or educate you on, hey, these are the things you need to do to shift or change. And change is something that's so difficult for all of us. Right, right? We're so used to being a certain type of way. Um, so, so what
0: happened after you journaled?
1: I journaled and I didn't feel any different. Mm-hmm. I still I – had, I had symptoms that like I needed help with. I didn't want to take medicine Um, I don't like taking pills and and, and being drugged up. I I don't like the way it makes you feel. So I tried to go the holistic route, and I started doing acupuncture, which is something I really liked. Um, But I I only felt good in the moment. I think Mm -hmm. after the time that you were doing it, it went away. And I'm like, okay, so I kept searching, right? Like, what else can I find or do to make myself feel better without going that route? I ended up finally giving up. I went that route. Didn't do anything for me. I started taking... uh, I took Lexapro.
0: So the therapist only told you to just,
1: <laughs> maybe you didn't have a great therapist. Basically, he's I, like, you're, you're only here because your insurance covers me and just come and see me. But I think what happens is that you get frustrated, right? Yeah, of you, course. You search for answers and then I'm actually putting in the work to look, right? but I'm not getting what I want. And then when you're dealing with something for so long, you stop searching after a while right. and you kind of just give up and you're like, you know what? This is how it's supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to feel. I'm just going to let it go. And uh, I was convinced that something – I thought something was physically wrong with me inside. And that was the scary part, right? Because every time you go through blood work, it's like I'm waiting for that death sentence. Or-
0: well, but you already have anxiety, so that's one more thing to be anxious yeah, about. Yeah,
1: it was yeah. horrible. It was horrible. And again, as a man, I feel mm. harder to basically express it. Um, and I know there's so many guys that go through what I've gone through possibly and they don't talk about it and they don't bring it up. And they're seen as weak, or in the, they're in their heads about it, you know. And we don't know their upbringing, and I think the upbringing has so much to do with it. Society, right. the stigma, being tough, holding your feelings in, never expressing yourself. And I see guys that I have as friends in relationships, and they don't express themselves to their partners. You know, their girlfriends or wives are like, you know, they don't talk to me. They don't. They don't tell me how they're feeling, and it's again because I think feeling vulnerable is something that's not the norm. Yeah, it's scary for.
0: A lot of people, especially men. Yeah. So on your timeline, you take Lexapro
1: for Take Lexapro. I take, it for, I take it for depression, anxiety. I take it for about six months. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel any different. Started on 10 milligrams. They bumped me up to 20 milligrams when I said I didn't feel anything. Then I slowly started to wean off of it. Um, I ended up meeting a nutritionist, which is somebody I had never spoken to. So then we started talking about how food and intolerances in the body can react, hmm. hormones, things like that. Um, Because if your body's imbalanced, a lot of things can be happening. So we did a ton of blood work. I did uh, thyroid testing for autoimmune disease, uh, cholesterol, a lot of different things that I did to try to see if this was going to be something Mm -hmm. that could help me. And I was so excited, right? Because I'm finally meeting someone, hope, someone that can change me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm also feeling like this on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And people don't know. They see you, right? And when people look at you, you look normal. You look fine. But they don't know what's going on internally in your mind, and your body. Mm-hmm. And you're just masking it on a daily basis because you also don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And you also feel like maybe this is the way that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Again, it was something very scary for me at the time. And it was just so much searching. So I spoke to this gentleman, did a ton of blood work. Um, the nutritionist. The nutritionist, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, he was basically like, the Lexapro is not helping you. It's not doing And I didn't feel any different on the medication. That's not to say that this doesn't help people. Mm -hmm. And I do think there's a time and a place for it. And it can help a lot of people. It just didn't help me. Um, And I didn't want to start to switch to a different pill or do something else. And I kind of just weaned off of it. And I changed my diet to an extreme level. Hmm. So now it went from doing something that I kind of knew in life to something that he's like, listen, do you like fish? You're going to eat fish every day. I don't want you to eat certain meats, certain carbohydrates. And then I started to really learn about food hmm. in a way that I'd never thought about before and how food affects emotions and the way that we are, not just as men, as humans. Um, that was a big thing for me. So it opened up my eyes, and I was like, wow, I never thought about that. Um, so Did you feel better when you changed your diet? I actually didn't. I actually felt worse because he stripped me of all carbs uh-huh. And fats, and you yeah, only had me in on the protein. beginning. That makes you angry. <laughs> I was, I was, myself. I was even more upset.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm like, I'm trying to get better, and right. I, and I, when I meet with someone, especially somebody that I feel like I'm hiring you, right? I'm going to do whatever you say, right? Of course. If you tell me you're going to eat this way, you're going to mm-hmm. do these things, I'm going to do what you told me because I, you're the professional. That means that I'm going to feel better doing what you're telling me to do. Hopefully, I hope, right? So, um, so you didn't? It didn't work, and then I kind of was in limbo mode for about a year. I learned kind of what I should eat, supplements that I should take, things that I should do. I did start to feel a bit better, but I still wasn't like feeling incredible. And for me, it was maximizing the body that I was given mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I think that's something really important uh, specifically for men because we're not accustomed to doing that. Mm -hmm. And we're stuck in that routine of always doing the same things or drinking or going out. And we don't know how much that affects us over time. Right. So I met another nutritionist. I was on a plane coming back from Colorado Hmm. and I was talking about nutrition and my conversation started to become about wellness. Every time I had a conversation with someone and I liked doing it because it also, I kind of, I would learn from someone else and they would learn from Mm -hmm. me. And I think it's something that you don't have conversations about. Everybody always talks about the same mundane things, right? Work and life and your relationship, but never like about mental health specifically, mm-hmm. or your body, or your mind. So that was something important for me. Um, so you
0: attracted this person on the plane.
1: And she turned her... So I was talking to the lady next to me. She's with her husband, telling me he's had two heart attacks. I'm explaining to her the things that... He made, kind of helping people, because now I want to spread the word about what I went through, and maybe my journey, and how I can help someone else. So she didn't really... I guess they didn't understand... They, they didn't really go with what I was saying. Mm-hmm. The lady in front of me turns around when we, when we land, and she's like, I wanted you to know that I heard your entire conversation. She's like, and I'm a health coach. And she's like, and I have a lady in Colorado that you know she works uh, with blood type diets. She's mm-hmm. like, have you ever thought about something like that? And I said, no, let's try something like that. We did the, so I called this woman. I talked to her for four hours on the phone. She's like, I can't believe you ate fish every day for months. This guy had you completely restricted. I would never do that to you. We're going to do autoimmune testing on you. We're going to do deeper testing, toxins, metals, um, hmm. a lot of different things, gut testing. Uh, I really went through a lot with her. She educated me on another level. She really changed my perception about what I thought I knew. Um, we started supplements, but high quality, bioavailable. Then I had to learn like how the body absorbs certain things. It was a lot. Um, and then I started to feel better. Still didn't feel amazing. During this time, I have a personal trainer. I'm working out three times a week. I'm doing yoga a few times a week. Um, uh, so you're changing your lifestyle. Yeah, everything changed. It, it, you don't, everybody would ask me, like, what is it that you're doing that's making you feel better? And I'm like, it's a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. It's not one thing. It's the workouts. It's the yoga. Uh, I would try to meditate. I think meditating is the hardest thing. It is, you know, as humans, yes. especially for guys, I've been mean, to close my mind and just keep it shut for ten minutes. It's a long it's, time. It's a long time, right? And uh, it was a lot of learning for me. It was a. Uh, so I, was
0: that your shift? That was your emotional shift
1: when you. I, I changed your diet, for my shift for good? was changing the diet, learning what foods worked for me, mm-hmm. not drinking as much, drinking was a big problem i mean i, I didn 't have a problem drinking, but as a society we 're so accustomed to going out and drinking yeah men and women, how we socialize and how we congregate it 's always and a how we relax yeah. yeah it's always our knock on mm-hmm. it, like lowers our inhibitions right, so that was something else and um, so I lowered the drinking, obviously, I was getting in the sauna multiple times a week sauna is something that's been amazing for me i actually just bought one i have one in my house i have an infrared sauna which mm-hmm. is awesome um and then i just recently i started meeting with other doctors randomly and i met a functional holistic uh he's a neurologist hmm. and this guy is a wealth of knowledge older 71 this guy's super smart went to um Uh, Where did he go? He went to Dartmouth. He taught So what's a functional neurologist? He basically is a headache specialist, Uh but he focuses on the body and the mind, and he focuses on the root cause of where headaches come from, Hmm. but also the body. So he used to be just like a general doctor, and then he changed into the functional holistic space where he doesn't prescribe you pills. Everything is natural. It could be binders for toxins and metals. It's a big thing for him. He says that a lot of us humans don't detox properly right so we did a detoxing uh uh, uh a protocol what's detoxing properly what does that look like so it's when you like you sweat and i sweat right uh-huh. and when you go to the gym and you sweat you release certain things or when you're outside or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're doing where our bodies are naturally detoxing so we get rid of mercury and lead and arsenic and cadmium and all these different toxins and metals and then our bodies can actually it sometimes what happens is that The body gets trapped within the toxins and it can't perform properly. Your hormones get affected. Your testosterone, your estrogen, your gut actually starts to be affected by these things. Your thyroid is very sensitive. So women, when they have a lot of, uh, obviously you guys have your menstrual cycles every month, you go through a shift in hormones that actually can affect you if you have a high toxic load. Um, So detoxifying properly is just your body getting rid of the things on a daily basis that it's supposed to get rid of. So your shift
0: sounds like you were on a journey to feel better. And when you ran into a a wall, you kept going, kept going, kept going, searching, searching, searching. And so tell me if I'm correct. What you're saying is what your shift was a multitude of things, changing your lifestyle, but also changing the way you think, it sounds like.
1: Changing the way I think. And I, as a man, I... Stopped caring about what people would think of me expressing myself. And I didn't want to be seen as weak anymore. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put the word out there. And I want people to understand that men go through this. I want you to know that there's a way out. I don't, because I also think because men don't talk about it, they self sabotage themselves. Right. And they get into a deep, dark place and it can cause a lot of harm internally to themselves. Um, And I was in a place where I would wake up crying on the floor. And nobody saw that but no. about what about how I felt
0: why were you so sad
1: i I, I, je- I felt helpless inside. Mm. I felt like i wasn 't myself anymore. I had like a depersonalization of who I was, and i, I don 't know if it was again it could be a mixture of the upbringing mm. along with the anxiety that came up. I have a very anxious mother. Um, I also learned that when mothers are anxious when they 're pregnant with their child. can pass it on Mm -hmm. so that happened to me you know and uh and i think i always when i was younger i would always feel i had like this anxiety about death always Mm. like what it would feel like what it's like i I never want to think about death or have anybody around me pass away and i've been very fortunate i've never really had anybody close to me you know pass away and i know that it changes you um but i always had like a fear of people near me kind of leaving me or or kind of taking anxiety, off. yeah, the anxiety about like just general life things, you know.
0: So how do you deal? So how do you live your life now as a man, and how do you deal with your man friends?
1: So I recently actually, I have a good guy friend that me and him were super close. We're not as close now. We kind of like distance ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's nice to meet people that are open minded to shifting. Mm-hmm. to change to not doing the regular stuff because right as guys it's like let's drink let's watch sports let's go pick up girls let's go do this and i think that also for me also even the, the picking up girls thing i, I want to just bring this up like it's like we always have to be the, the pursuer the pursuer right right i'm the lion have, i'm the lion i gotta go get hunt. A, i have to go hunt and sometimes a lot of guys don't want to hunt. Uh, they want to be hunted. I, I think being hunted at times yeah, is nice. I think so too. It's nice, it's nice to be wanted yeah. also. You know what I it's, mean? I agree. To be liked. Um, so I think that there's a lot of pressure also mm. in that sense. So you and changed
0: the way you hunted.
1: I changed the way I hunted. <laughs> and I also wanted to meet people in a natural state. I wanted it to not feel forced. Mm-hmm. Because it's always men and women, when we communicate, there's always a purpose. There's always something that has to happen. Hmm. Why can't we just be cool and easygoing without expectations and just talk to each other. And then if it happens, it happens. But it's not this forceful thing or this thing that's expected of Mm. us. You know, Um, that's Mm. something that I've thought about a lot. So now the way that I live is I just want to meet genuine people that are into the wellness space. For me, wellness has become the biggest factor in my life.
0: Have you edited your circle of friends? I
1: have. I have. Okay. You, you, what you have to do, I think, also, you know, it's, and it's hard because you're used to being around the same people. And the same people are drinking, going out, eating poorly, always staying up late. They're not on a schedule. You know, They're not exercising. They're not doing the things that make them better. Right. So I had to – and I, I felt bad about it. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I need to find the friends that I have that are into this lifestyle. And I also think that there's other people that are wanting to do it, but they're scared to let go of the friends that they've had right because it's an emotional attachment right. to them as well um and so i've been actually lately i've been trying to find guys that are into the space that i'm in so i like minds like minded people so i've uh for example i played tennis last week with some friends um, and i was introduced to these guys and i start I, i'm like vetting them i'm like hey what do you do do you do, you do yoga do you work mm. out do you exercise like what do you do for fun um do you watch sports and then you know they start to kind of open up to you about, hey, yeah, I'm down to do yoga with you. I can go you know, meditate with you. I can do Reiki healing, Sambo healing, all these kind of things. Those are your people. And those have become my people. And I want to create a community specifically for men. Where we can hang out and it's not always about the drinking and the, like showing off, right? Because guys also, we feel like we have to show off yeah. to other guys. Peacocks. Yeah, we have to be peacocks. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, look, I, I picked up this girl, I did this, and I'm big, and I'm bad, and I'm tough. Right, right. And it's like, why does it have to be like that? Like, why, why can't you can't say
0: I cried last night?
1: <laughs> because, because it's seen as, as a sign of weakness, right. you know? So it's that same stigma that we go back to that I, I want to get rid of. Do
0: you say that now to your friends? I cried last night?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've told guys uh, that I cry and I think they're okay with it and they don't judge me for it. And I tell my girlfriends also if I had a, you know, I just actually had a big trip. I went to uh, Turkey in Greece hmm. and I did a yoga retreat in Greece. Wow. And I was surrounded by women. There was a few guys. There was like two guys there. Um, and I had like an emotional, whenever I do these big trips, I have like a, like a surreal experience about gratitude and life. And I'm so fortunate. Hmm. to be in this space at this time and and wellness and how our bodies are so incredible and we can do so many things
0: so maybe your anxiety problem was a gift
1: i think without the anxiety you. i would have never shifted right i would have continued to eat poorly and drink and hang out with my friends and live in that toxic environment mm-hmm. where again guys have to be tough and strong and like that we're not allowed to be vulnerable and this is how it's going to stay um i it at first i hated it and i said, "Why me?" And then I think about two years ago, after I started to kind of get better, I started to thank God and I started to say, you know what, this was for a reason. And this is the only way that I could make people understand what I went through and change people's lives. Also men specifically who deal with the things that I've dealt with. And I want them to understand that it's okay and that we can talk about it as guys and that you're not going to be judged. You are going to be in a safe space. There's, there's nothing negative about it. And I think also a guy won't speak to a girl about it because the girl might judge them. Hmm. But I feel She's like the wrong girl, then I feel like some girls might. And then I think also because we're men and we understand each other, mm-hmm. I think when we're in a circle together and we can talk about our emotions and our feelings, it's different. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm kind of recruiting guys that want to be in that wellness space. Do you want to go play tennis? Let's go play tennis. You want to go to yoga. You want to do anything that's outdoors, nature, holistic, natural. That doesn't involve alcohol because all we know is the drinking and the partying and you know the same societal standards. Um, so, how can we help men? We need to create plat- boys. We need to create platforms where it's okay to express yourself and talk about your feelings, and you're not seen as weak or feminine or like a girl. Because that's what they say to you, right? right. You're a girl because, right. because you cried or because you Hit said – Hit like evidence. a girl or yeah. – actually, girls are pretty strong, but yeah. I've known very strong <laughs> women. <laughs> um, I think it's – mental health is a big uh, platform now for a lot of people. They're talking about it in podcasts. They're talking about it in the real world. And I hate that it took so long. I feel like it just started a few years ago. Yeah, I agree. And it's been going on for decades. you know, And we've never really addressed it to an extent. And, again, it's always catered to women. Mm-hmm. It's always women have mental illness or women have issues. Mm-hmm. And it's acceptable for a woman to have it almost. And I don't, I don't feel that that's accurate. I think that the guys go through the same things. It's just we don't bring it up. We yeah. don't talk about it. And how can we make that open for men? So i have actually thinking about joining a men's circle that I just met uh, through somebody that I'm doing some work with. And I asked him, I said, what do you guys do? And he says, well, we meditate we do breath work and we talk about how to be better men. That's beautiful. Without the stigma and mm-hmm. without that. And you're sitting in a circle with guys talking about life and your feelings and how we are. And I think that we need more of that.
0: So that's beautiful. So you just to re- repeat, you changed your lifestyle, the way you think about your feelings, the way you think about yourself yeah. and you edited your friend circle to be with like-minded people. Yeah. That's what, in a nutshell. Um, You also had a bad therapist. I just want to add that (laughs) that there are bad therapists out there, just like they're bad doctors, bad teachers, bad spouses, bad meaning, not helpful. So for everybody listening, if you are thinking about going into therapy and you've had a bad experience, don't stop with one. Find the the therapist that clicks with you because there are people out there who can help you. So what is your best advice for life, Danny, in a sentence on how to help men express themselves?
1: Don't be scared. And don't feel like everybody's out to to get you or judge you. It's okay to talk about it and it's okay to bring it up specifically, especially to your close friends. The closer you are to people, the more they will understand you and they're not going to bash you or make you feel bad about it. You got to be in that opening, welcoming space with people. Um, That's a big thing. And I think that was a big thing for me. And your best advice for life for women and helping men? Express their feelings or find their feelings? I think women, women always want to help. Mm-hmm. And I think if they just go in with a uh, same thing, an open mind, listening to the guy, understanding where he's coming from and why he feels this way and how we can both work together, not judge him, not attack him, not be negative towards him. Because the more you're like that, the less likely we are to want to tell you things and express ourselves to you.
0: Right, especially the judgment. I think that goes for everybody. When you Mm -hmm. feel judged and criticized, we can clam up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If um, people listening want to get a hold of you, where can we find you?
1: I am really big on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's at Danny Horowitz, D-A-N-N-Y-H-O-R-O-W-I-T-Z. I Um, I post a lot of real estate uh, information, but I also do post specific things about mental health, food, uh, lifestyle, workouts, yoga, um, I'm trying to become a huge part of the community, doing different events. Um, I'm also on Facebook under the same Danny Horowitz. Um, you can. I also have a website for real estate. It's Danny Horowitz Real Actually, Daniel Horowitz, uh, which is my my name, Daniel. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm on all social media platforms, and you know I'm a big part of the Miami. Uh,
0: and how are you feeling now, Danny?
1: <laughs> I I feel not, these days ninety percent better. Oh, that's huge. Than I did before. I and again it's not just one thing. It's everything and it's constantly searching for those answers. I think all of up. us have ten I mean, percent. Nobody's consistent. We're never joyful. gonna wait We're never I think that there was something about and I wanna bring this up, I, I had this perfection Mm -hmm. You know, thoughts like I have to be. But what does perfect mean to me? Mm -hmm. Perfect means feeling incredible every day. Buddha, every day. Yeah, (laughs) and and being the best guy and the best sweet talker and having Mm -hmm. the best girl and having this and all of that. It's it's something that's made up in our minds. It's not real. And I think once we realize that life is not perfect and we just have to roll with the punches. um, And we're not perfect. We're not. Or not. We don't I, and that's what makes us perfect. That it's, we're perfectly imperfect.
0: Right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you. And very I much. hope that uh, anybody listening right now has given themselves permission to have feelings, especially you men, because we love you men and we love your feelings. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next advice for life with Lynn. Have your feelings, everybody. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So Tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.